Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to another show here on another Friday afternoon. I will forego our normal show notes because in the Midwest, most things are canceled. So if you were planning to see some wrestling, in the next couple of days, don't, because most stuff was canceled. Massive blizzard hit. But in our neck of the woods, you can see Timber Pro Wrestling tomorrow in Startup Washington, and then Power Pit Pro Wrestling returning to Roseburg, Oregon tomorrow, featuring a big-time battle royal. Zach Winters is in a match, and... If he wins, he gets to determine which number he will enter. If he loses that match, he automatically is number one for that match. So big stakes happening in Roseburg. Second show ever for Timber Pro Wrestling. They're coming back after a hiatus from the first show. And as we await our guest, Stephen B. New today, Coach, lots going on within wrestling, but some of it had to be postponed because of a blizzard. Have you ever wrestled in a blizzard, Coach? No, I haven't. It doesn't sound fun. It does not. Now, over in Idaho, at Wrestle Club, every New Year's Eve, they wrestle outside in front of the courthouse. Occasionally, there's snow. Not really a blizzard that I can recall, but for the love of this, they go out there when it's like 10 degrees and wrestle. Can you imagine that? Hell no. So fine people of Wrestle Club, if you're listening, don't book coach for the January 31st show. Well, I might try it someday, but it was cold enough wrestling at the YMCA when it was halfway outside in April. That's true. That was a cold show. That was cold, but you can't really complain because it was still like 40 degrees. Yeah. Now, Coach, have you ever been on a show that had to be postponed for a blizzard? No, I haven't. Well... I've been on one or two that was called due to weather in my day. Um, Usually the promoter, if he sees a lot of people are not going to be able to make it, both people on the roster as well as the fans, and they usually will postpone things for safety issues. But luckily I've only had that happen a couple of times. Usually it's like, in areas where you have to cross mountain passes because those can be treacherous. Yeah, that's why you didn't go to the last one, right? 
Yes, last Russell Club, the passes were closed. They were impassable, so wasn't able to make the trip to that. Um, the last ever Reactivate show, uh, same issue. There was a storm that was coming in while the show was scheduled, so I thought better of the situation and didn't want to be trapped on the other side of the state. And a blizzard did hit right around the time that they were wrapping that show. So ultimately, the right call was made. You don't want to get stuck on the mountain passes at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night because there's a blizzard. Yeah, definitely, especially this uh, last month or so over there in, uh, on the way over to eastern Washington. It was horrible. Absolutely. Every single pass in the state was closed, Coach. Every pass you could think of, they shut it down. Yeah, and then they got uh, less workers because of the COVID thing, and it's just a big debacle. It is. If Deboshi was here, he'd say it was a big diapholetical bubble. So maybe we could go over our coming guests, upcoming guests, since we got time. We can do that. I do have my book here, and we're still waiting on the guest. So... This coming Sunday, we have Stefan Bonner. Coach, I think you're familiar with him a little bit. You may have seen a match or two he's had. Yes, definitely. We're honored to have him as a member of the Real School Army, a UFC Hall of Famer. And we really love Stefan, and we're happy that he's up and up and around and back at it, it seems like. I'm not sure he's going to be wrestling anymore. He was the world-class heavyweight champion and uh, another champion. I'm not sure if he got stripped of his titles yet or what, but I, I don't think he's going to be wrestling. We'll I'm just out. glad he's, he's not, like, walking around maimed or anything like that because he, he had a really serious illness there for a while. I'm just glad he's still with us. Definitely. Oh. I know. Amen. Oh, the ninth, which is this coming Wednesday, we have a Buddhist special, Coach. I don't know if you're familiar with industry terms, but a Buddhist special means a special day and time. And we have Andrew Anderson. I believe you're also familiar with him. Yes, definitely. Member of the Real School Army and the the uh, Dungeon of Doom with with our mentor, Taskmasters Kevin Sullivan. He's now the new Purple Haze, and he's done quite a lot. He has. I have come across him in many different states. I sure have. Now, on the 11th, which is a week from today, we have Eric Smalls coming to the show. 13th, we have our military day, which we are making up from a few weeks ago, and that kind of fell apart due to scheduling conflicts. But on military day, we'll be represented by someone who is representing each branch of the military, minus the Coast Guard, apparently. That was a tough one, Coach. Not a lot of sports entertainers come out of the Coast Guard, apparently. But we will have representing the Army, Chris Marks, representing the Navy, Joe Vernola, representing the Marines, Scott Diamond, and representing the Air Force, Seymour Snot. 
18th of February, we have Oliver Sawyer with us. So he will be out of the great state of North Carolina. Coach, are you familiar with Oliver Sawyer? I'm not. Well, he is a fantastic young competitor. I'm not sure if he's related to the Sawyers that populated Portland wrestling or not, but we can definitely ask him. Nice. And, and you know, I will be familiar with him by the time he comes on because I love doing the research. Absolutely. And then the 20th of this month, we have Short Sleeve Sampson, who I am also familiar with. And, Coach, you should be as well because you've booked him. Yes, and we love to have him as part of the Real School Army. Then on the 25th of this month, Ric Flair's birthday, Coach, if you can believe it, we have Sweet Daddy Jones coming to us out of the state of Mississippi, veteran competitor. He definitely might be related. He definitely could be. I think that should be our opening question to him. <laughs> definitely. 27th of this month to wrap up February, Moondog Ace is coming to the show. Moondog Ace, another member of the Real School Army. Yes, and he's a very impressive uh, wrestler. And like you said, all Moondogs are related. And this guy's had a history, but you know what? He's debuting as Moondog Ace. Absolutely. Then moving into March, on the 6th so far, we have Shorty P, who punched me in my head when I was last at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. Punch me in my head, Coach. Who does that to someone in a cage match? What the hell? And if I was there, I would have knocked him out. <laughs> well, that would have been great if we were on the same team. Awkward if you were teaming with Shorty P, though. Well, that's true. Oh, that's true. But, you yeah, know, although I'm, I'm sure that Flash and um, our other tag team partner would have appreciated the help. And it wasn't the bad blood from Oregon. It was one half of the tag team bad blood, a team with Flash and myself, but not Flash Flanagan. It was the other Flash. Yeah, we definitely got a big march coming up, too. We got a lot of good guests. We've only got a few of them locked in so far, but we've got most of them have agreed to come on, and we can't wait to announce those. Absolutely. The last confirmed one for March, and I'm working on scheduling as we speak, but the last confirmed one, the 18th of March, Buck Sexton. You know, Buck Sexton owns the old HPW ring, and he is using that to launch his own company, Warrior Pro Wrestling, which is off to a great start. Definitely. And then we got uh, the six with a makeup show, right? Uh, six of March, yeah, we made up with Shorty P. He had a scheduling conflict with the aforementioned Warrior Pro Wrestling, so we had to switch dates for Shorty. Yeah, and he's definitely impressive. Absolutely. Although, he punched me right in my head. Another guy. Well, I mean, it was the same Shorty P, but still. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. And then, yeah. To my, gotta, my knowledge never punched me in my head, although we were on a lot of shows together. Okay. And then uh, don't forget, everybody, we got Real School Army's J.D. Burns will be on in March. We're getting that locked up. But uh, he's got his uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship he's going to in Florida. Um, that'll be March 12th at the Tampa Fairgrounds. He'll be going for the 185 title. His last two fights there he won, and he was fight of the night both times, and he's even impressed Mike Goldberg was there and impressed him. And also his wife, Skylar Burns, the goon, she'll be making her debut in bare-knuckle fighting the same night, March 12th. Now, is Mike Goldberg any relation to Bill Goldberg? He just might be. They both got the same fire in their eyes. Well, we're going to have to research that, Coach. Definitely. Yeah, and I guess uh, since there's time, I can put my plugs in right now. Um, So, yeah, you can reach me at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Coach Mike Jones. Also uh, at the NGW Green Room, our own media, and the greatest faction in the world, the Real School Army. And you can find me over on the Twitters, at SignGuyHPW, the YouTubes, TheSignGuy77, the Instagram, TheSignGuy77. You can search SignGuy on the Book of Faces, and don't forget Chicken Bob, also available on social media. Chicken Bob loves his social media. He sure does. So hey, it's one of his great passions in life. Yes, it was nice to get a picture with uh, Chicken Bob last week, and man, that guy's battered. He's like barely sticking together. But man, you got to give that guy a medal. He's been he's flown coast to coast, and he's been through wars. Now, Chicken Bob, former hardcore champion in the state of Indiana, he had a run-in with the Voodoo Faction. He was in a match in Idaho to capture the Northwest Pro Heavyweight title. If he wouldn't have lost that match, he would have won it and been our Northwest Pro Heavyweight champion. He's also been to Gouge where he main evented in his debut show. Nice, definitely. And then we want to give a shout-out to the founder, the co-founder of Turnbuckle Turmoil, QT Vokes. We wish him uh, that he's doing good, and hopefully he'll be back sometime. We are hoping he's doing well. I believe he's cut some weight, and he's starting to feel better. Hopefully he'll be back with us soon. Now, Coach, What do you think QT would say if he found out you were investigating this Mike Goldberg, Bill Goldberg relationship? What advice do you think he would give you? I'm not sure, but I do got the WWE unscripted book in front of me that I could start reading. And there's a picture of Goldberg I can read on it. What do I think? I think that'd that be huge. Say, Why don't you open up the book and read? 
Okay, I will. Why don't you try to give Stephen a, a... All right. So, yes, I'm on the WWE Unscripted. Page 18 is a picture of Goldberg there, and it says, I was out of the big picture for about two and a half years. When I came back, yeah, I was scared. I'm human, man. I always have fear. But I don't believe that a majority of fear was based on whether the fans were going to accept me. My biggest fear was about my own inability to perform. I put so much pressure on myself, and I put myself in such high standard that I don't go out there and be at least semi-perfect. Then I'm not happy. I came back for a lot of reasons. It had to do with not being able to watch wrestling on TV without wanting to be part of it. It had everything to do with being barraged by fan letters and people stopping me on the streets and asking me to come back and saying that they hadn't watched wrestling since I left. That's the biggest honor anyone can bestow. Truth be told, I owe a lot to the business, and this is my way of giving back. It takes going out there and getting my ass slammed around for a couple more years, then so be it. But I plan on being the one doing the slamming. Truth be told, he owes a lot to the business. Any luck there, brother? Not so far, but I think Lance Dean has something to do with this. I'm 98.5% sure that it's old thumbs up Lance Dean that is behind this. You know how he is. Yeah, the way you always tell me, it looks like he's always looking for trouble and trying to find something to do that stirs up commotion. That's the best definition of old thumbs up Lanstein I've ever heard. Definitely. Okay, then on to, to page 21. There's a picture of Edge there, and it says, In Canada, I had re- wrestling on TV all weekend. You couldn't get away from wrestling at our house. There was Stampede Wrestling from Calgary with the British Bulldog Brett to Hitman Hart. Brian Pillman, Owen Hart, Chris Benoit was just starting his career. So I watched him grow up. And we had international wrestling from Montreal. Sweet Daddy Seeky wrestled there. That's the guy who ended up training me. Now little kids will come to our front door and give me cookies. You see that? smile on their face, they're looking at me the same way I used to look at Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. That's pretty cool. I played hockey from early on and soccer, baseball, and basketball, but I knew it was wrestling for me. I told my mom that when I was young and the cool thing about her, through thick and thin all the way, she always said, yeah, go for it, go for it. When I was 17, I was still saying, it and everyone else was probably snickering behind my back she was still saying go for it my mom was married and got pregnant with me when she was 20 and before i was born my dad took off so from day one it's been her and me like he said he's larger than life well that was fantastic, Coach. Fantastic. And I can keep going if you like me to. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind another chapter, yeah. Okay. 
On the same page, 21, wrestling drew me in as a kid when I first saw Hulk Hogan. Okay, that was just a copy of what it said earlier. Um, the Toronto Star ran a wrestling column, and one week there was an item about a contest for free lessons at a wrestling school. You'll need to write an essay on why you wanted to be a wrestler. They submitted the essays to Soli's Gymnasium to Sweet Daddy Seeky and Ron Hutchinson. Which, yes, I know Ron, and he's a great guy. So I wrote my essay, and Sweet Daddy Seeky called me and said it was down to me and a few other people. And they wanted me to come in and meet them. I went in, and they chose me, and that was the beginning. He was 17 years old, six foot two or three, about 180 pounds. I guess they saw that I could mature into, thankfully, was a tall... He was tall and had shoulders. There was just no muscle on the shoulders yet. I wish I had kept a copy of the essay. I just remember not trying to embarrass myself. I knew enough at that point, idiot of myself, not to say, I'm a huge Hulkamaniac, yada, yada, yada. I knew enough to say I realized I'm probably not going to make money at first, if ever, but this is truly what I want to do. When they met me, they told me, we have eaten out of dumpsters. We have struggled to get by. Do you want to do this? I didn't even hesitate. I went, hell yeah. That was part of Edge's story. He has a fantastic story. Folks, did you know that he first injured his neck when he was five years old when he tried to do a backflip off of a coffee table? No, I didn't. That's interesting. Yeah, he wrote about that exclusively in his book. People thought he had first injured himself in pro wrestling, but it dates back to when he was five, pretending he was Spider-Man. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So what else do you got coming up? Well, I will be at Timber Pro Wrestling tomorrow. I'm not sure in what capacity, but I will be there and then Sunday of course we will have Stephen Bonner with us and then I got a beeline down to Portland for blue collar wrestling that'll be at 7525 Richmond at the Colony Blue Collar Wrestling's new weekly home yeah and definitely don't forget all you people Sign's got one of the best segments in uh, wrestling at the Sign of the Times you're up to 517 now, right? 517 will be filmed in the next couple of days and available on the YouTubes. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Now, Coach, you've seen 516 episodes so far. What would you say would be your top three favorite episodes of all time? Well, of course, mine at Lincoln Park in Tacoma. That was one of my favorites. Then, of course, with Casey Carlisle. And then all of the ones with Dan are, are some of my favorites. QT. Well, so number one would be the Disclosing of the Undisclosed Location Edition. The second one, the Casey Carlisle Live in Person Edition. And then we'll say episode... Uh, We'll say episode 418, the grandma edition, I believe. 
Definitely. Okay. Well, that's fairly good choices right then. Now, what was your opinions, Coach, on episode 99, the Ridiculously Drunk Squirrel Edition? That was pretty impressive, yes. Uh, and then, of course, you got to capture him on film because, you know, a lot of people just think, oh, you're pointing over there that there's a squirrel, but no, it was a fact. That squirrel in episode 99, drunker than any squirrel I'd ever seen, he fell right off that fence. He went staggered along like he was Ox Harley on his way to the ring back in 2006. I'd never seen anything like it, Coach. I know, definitely. Hey, and I'm hoping uh, Stephen P. New doesn't no-show us, because if he does, then he'll be on the list of people who have no-showed you. He would make the Lance Deaning list. Of course, industry term, Lance Deaning someone means you don't show up after you've confirmed. Lance Deaning someone at all. That's definitely... uh, time for me to blow the whistle and call a personal foul on him. Yeah, now, Stephen P. New did confirm last week, but to be fair and to give him the benefit of the doubt, he is a very in-demand attorney. He may have had some official legal matters to attend to. We haven't gotten word just yet. Yeah, I always hold out hope. Yeah, you know, Stephen P. New, he's got his thumb and a lot of legal pies. You know, he's gotten millions of dollars for the people in West Virginia when he filed a class action suit against the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, definitely. And then I just got to listen to his MLW versus WWE uh, looks pretty good, too. Yeah, he. I don't believe he is on retainer for that case, but he definitely studied it and is keeping abreast of that situation. Now, Stephen Pinu, also the consigliere of Jim Cornette, he got Jim Cornette out of some hot water when some stuff went down with the fan. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, we got to write the newspapers because Kurt Ferris actually wrote in with some hot questions. Would you like me to read them? Yes. And if you could do an impersonation of him, that would be a bonus, but there's no pressure. No pressure. I'm not sure I could do an impersonation of him. I don't know if I've ever heard him or seen him actually live, except for just his uh, writing on here. Oh, well, so in that anyway, case, he, go ahead with the normal coachism. So he said he watched the video and he has a few questions. What is Joey Ryan actually accused of? Then he said... Is it some type of sexual assault? If so, why hasn't a criminal complaint been issued? If the accusations are true, then he should be behind bars. However, in today's world, it seems we automatically believe the accuser without evidence. It seems innocent innocent until proven guilty except for accusations of sexual assault. Then you are automatically guilty and must prove yourself innocent. In today's world, people get fired for more ac- mere accusations instead of waiting for a legal determination. He says he's not siding with sexual deviance, but he asks, where do we draw the line when it comes to automatically crucifying someone 
before actual legal proceedings are played out? Well, I'm no Stephen P. New. I don't have all the legalities in place, but to the best of my knowledge, the accusations were of harassment. Um, He was inappropriate with several different women over the years. Uh, Joey Ryan came out later in a statement and said that because of his rising stature in wrestling and his uh, growing fame and monetary status, he felt entitled to be able to treat people how he wanted to treat them, didn't think anything of it. But once the Me Too movement started taking off, a lot of people came forward with similar stories of being mistreated and talked to inappropriately by him. He essentially admitted that, but that led to his being released from his Impact Wrestling contract. Uh, Very few independent companies were willing to book him after that. So then Joey Ryan came out with a lawsuit against the person that initially made the complaint. He filed it out of that person's home area, which would normally be where the case would be issued, and he filed it in California. So Stephen P. New thought that was not a good, strong point for his case just doing that. And then uh, he filed what some people call a slapback suit where he was mad at something that they did that was legitimate and then filed a lawsuit to get back at them. Um, Not sure the exact legal ramifications of all that, but that was the gist of what was happening. And that's why you haven't seen Joey Ryan basically at all in wrestling since the Me Too movement broke in 2020. Although he still gets a lot of, like, love and support out of Thumbs Up Lance Dean, who shares his matches on a regular basis. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I've been on shows with him at Lucha Vaboom, and I don't know, the guy sort of creeped me out, sort of seemed like a prima donna and a weirdo, and... Uh, not easy to approach because, of course, you know, I do my own media and I, like, asked him if he wanted to do something with media and he's like, no, man, I'm good. And I was like, oh, okay. And then uh, it just sucks seeing him do the, bring the dick flip into wrestling. Of course, I know there's weird wrestling out there that loves that, but half the time he wasn't in weird, weird wrestling leagues and tried to carry that over into other leagues. And it was sad to me that other leagues would allow him to do that, like TNA, for example. And it was also a sad day for me when I knew he was wrestling Ken Shamrock, when I knew that Ken Shamrock would whip this guy's ass. And I'll, I said before the match, please no dick flip on Ken Shamrock. And what do you know? He dick flipped Ken Shamrock. And, of course, that's not Ken's fault. Ken's a good team player. You know, I guess I got to blame TNA for allowing that to happen. Or 
Joey had enough pull to say that that that's what he wanted, but that was a real disappointment for me. How did you think of filing a class action suit against Impact Wrestling and Joey Ryan and retaining the services of Stephen Pinu for said action? No, not over that. I might have to call him up for Donnie Bonaduce, though. You still got the heat with Danny Bonaduce? Of course. He's still scared of me and acting like I don't exist because thinking I'm just going to go away. He's, I got news for him still. Aha, uh-huh. so you have retained Stephen P. New, and he's there on the lawsuit. So Danny Bonaduce better be very careful. Maybe that's what Stephen P. New is doing now. He's probably preparing some really well-written writs that will be written to writ the writs of the court case. That or old thumbs up has him tied up and gagged up in his upstairs bathroom while Lance is drinking dish soap and is flashing him pictures of his thumb because Lance Dean's weird like that. Weird like that. Yeah. Yes, I definitely am a huge fan of Mr. New, and we'd love to work with him. And you'd love him to go to court and get you all kinds of hard-earned money from the wallet of Danny Bonaduce, I'm sure. Exactly. Well, Coach, I don't think Stephen Pinu's going to make it today. I think he had some type of a legal matter that he did have to attend to today. That or he's tied up and bound and gagged in Lance Dean's house somewhere, one or the other. So um, I guess we'll wrap a little bit early today, but why don't you hit all those plugs again so everybody knows what's going down with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he's got to boast because he makes a mean pot roast and he pairs it with a side of toast. Definitely, yes, so don't forget, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Coach Mike Jones. Also, our media at the new NGW Green Room and the Real School Army. And our mentor is the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. He's still out there kicking ass. Him and uh, Andrew Anderson have the uh, Dungeon of Doom still out there. They got the new Purple Haze with Andrew Anderson, who's coming on on the 9th. And this Saturday, or this Sunday, we got UFC Hall of Famer and Real School Army's own Stefan Bonner. We got on the 27th, or let me see, at the end of the month, we got Moondog Ace of the Real School Army. And then on March 12th, we got Bare Knuckle Fighting with J.D. Burns and his wife, Skylar Burns, going to be at the Tampa, Tampa Bay Fairgrounds on March 12th for Bare Knuckle Fighting. They used to do that in the early 1900s before they came up with boxing gloves. Definitely. And don't forget uh, Kevin Sullivan's book also. His wife's book. His wife's book, yeah. L.A. Taylor, the name of the book, Old School. And then Mike Rogers' book, Excitement in the Air, we're really happy about that one also. Absolutely, Excitement in the Air, great read, um, if, especially if you're a fan of Pacific Northwest wrestling, be it past or present, because 
there was a gamut of people in that book that he had interviewed over the years, and it spanned a few generations. Yeah, and, exa- and exactly. I'm excited that both of them are uh, volume ones, so that there's going to be more coming. And I uh, also want to plug my uh, publishing coach and mentor, uh, Patrick Snow, one of the best-selling authors, author of uh, Creating Your Own Destiny, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Boy Entrepreneur. Top, He's a top-selling author. Uh, has sold over a million books in 100 countries in five different languages. Check him out at patricksnow.com. All right. And I'll throw in a plug here as well in case uh, people are looking for trilogies of books like we're expecting out of Excitement in the Air and Old School. Gary Morgenstein, formerly of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, working as we Speak on the third edition of his trilogy, he had A Mound Over Hell and A Fastball for Freedom. We had him to talk about those. I'm sure he'll be back for the third installment. But if you're a fan of science fiction and or baseball, especially if you combine the two, you're going to enjoy those books. I recommend picking them up and getting ready for the third installment. Should be a great into the trilogy. Gary Morgenstein, a great, great writer. Don't forget, we'll be back with you on Sunday with Stephen, with Stephen Bonner. I believe Coach has mentioned that a time or two, but we will have him on this coming Sunday. Andrew Anderson gets the Buddhist special. And then one week from today, Eric Smalls will be with us. Don't forget, you can jump on the social media, and you can find Chicken Bob. Chicken Bob absolutely loves his social media more than I've ever seen a chicken love social media before in my life. But definitely, everybody. And, and hey, it was just—it was just Eric Small's birthday. Well, we'll have to see if anyone bought him a cake and jumped out of it. Yeah, definitely. And then also, now, like coach, have you ever had a birthday cake involved in any of your matches? No, I haven't. It sounds fun, though. Well, hey, I had. Like to... Go ahead. Um, I had the uh, naughty cake edition of the Sign of the Times. That was the closest I've came, but I've seen it on a few shows over the years. Unless it's the very last thing you're going to do on a wrestling show, folks, don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, and Chris Rizek has done that a few times, hasn't he? I believe he has. I can confirm Dash Venture had an incident with Mrs. Sign Guy and a cupcake on her birthday. But it was a cupcake, not a full-blown sheet cake. All right. Yeah, I'd also like to plug J.D. Burns' school, member of the Real School Army, over there in Lakewood, Washington, Battleground MMA and uh, uh, Battleground MMA and (laughs) I forgot the other name. They have two different names. Uh, spelt USA also And uh, man I'm proud of what they've done They've come up with quite the fight team uh, Ralston Thomas has uh, He won his uh, His cage match Last week and got another title For them I like the irony Of having something named Battleground in Lakewood Definitely 
And Do you think that Lake there's Wood a Lakewood fighting in Battleground? Yeah, and then Lakewood is a city that has 14 lakes. That's why it's called Lakewood. Absolutely. All right, well, I guess we will wrap this up. We will try to find Stephen P. New. We hope he's not locked up in old thumbs-up Landstein's house somewhere bound and gagged, but there's a chance that he is. So we'll wrap this up. Everybody stay safe out there. Be very, very careful in this blizzard. Remember, most shows have been postponed or canceled over the next few days. So if you were planning to go watch a wrestling show in the Midwest, double-check that it's still happening because odds are they have moved the date or outright canceled it. So use caution there. We will talk to you Sunday afternoon. Thank you. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.